Hey, this is Ross Payton. This is RPPR Game Designer Workshop, Episode 21, uh, Red Market Supplements. We're going to be talking about uh, a bunch of supplements that have been written for red markets and sort of... And supplements in general. And supplements in general. Like, um, we've talked a lot about making a base game, you know, a, a role-playing book uh, I'm putting it out there. But most a lot of role-playing games are not just a single book, one and done. A lot of them are uh, book lines where they have mm-hmm. multiple supplements. Uh, and there's reasons for doing it both, obviously, commercially, but also like uh, from, well, artistically, like you want to expand on this game and yeah. like uh, you can't fit everything into a single book, uh, no matter how hard you try. Uh, and so <laughs> you need to uh, expand the scope of uh, uh, your your setting. Uh, also, you get other people in, uh, collaborators. Uh, so we have a guest here, uh, Sean Ferris. Hi. Hi, Sean. Yeah. Uh, Sean wrote Elevation uh, and Veblen's uh, Veblen Goods. Goods, yeah. yeah uh, with Matt Campen yeah. With Matt. Veblen Goods, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Elevation was all yours. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, we, which, and of course, I wrote a uh, supplement called Trabajo, which is an Enclave Guide. Uh, I think Caleb's written something for. I, I've never heard of Red Market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wrote Le Cabousier. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah. Uh, Oh, I have one in uh, editing right now. Yes, the, the setting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the survival guide or whatever. Uh, best practices. Yeah, best yeah. Pra- practices. So yeah, um, but yeah. So let's let let's start this conversation with Caleb, the publisher of Red Markets. Uh, so as a publisher, um, why did you decide to start writing uh, or going out and uh, getting supplements made or some you wrote yourself? Those were probably the first ones and then getting me and other people to write them. So, um, well, commercially, uh, especially when you have a larger game, which I mean, I, I guess I can, I guess I consider red markets a trad game because you know, it has a campaign mode yeah, and uh, it has extended play. So, People who are looking for that expect game lines, uh, and they expect supported games. So people do not really look at games that are not living. Like So you need an online community presence, which I've been very blessed to have with the many Red Martin 10K Lake campaigns and you know the Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. The Discord. Yeah. The Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also need to be continually putting stuff out for it, and it keeps your sales going uh, of the core book, mm-hmm. oddly enough, even though you'll never have a supplement sell as much as a core book. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, also, they were stretch goals, so we had to do them. Um, so I wrote Le Cabousier, and then I made a sort of enclave framework, like a, an outline of how to fill out yeah, something template, of that yeah. on template. Uh, for writers to use. And then uh, Laura has already made a style guide for all Red Markets publications, which is really helpful. Um, And then we were doing that. But, you know, it's been a while since the Kickstarter. And I've had a few freelancers go AWOL. uh, And we're still working on some stuff that uh, needs to be pushed out. So I figured I'd be doing stretch goal supplements forever. But then Sean contacted me and he said, hey, it's Creative Commons. Um... I've written these two things and they're done. Uh, and I'm like, cool. And is, and they both addressed uh, needs of the game. So the, the best part is that Sean's deeply familiar with red markets. He ran six games uh, at Gen Con last year. Like he, he knows what he's doing. Uh, and one of the things is people don't know how to do job lines. It's explained in the book, but they don't have an example. 
Uh, and so Elevation remedies that. And then uh, the other one is a remedy that I wanted to let people die with, uh, which is people <laughs> want more stuff because they misunderstand the basic premise of the game. Uh, and Sean's like, well, yeah, let's give them stuff, but let's make a lot of it like crappy yeah, and a trap. Yeah. And uh, he gets it. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> awesome. So he's like, we're going to put it on uh ttrpg and uh he he wanted my blessing which he didn't need but it was very nice and so i just said um well i'll i'll help you you know make it look like a regular red markets product uh and i'll get art for it and we'll do layout for it uh like like it's standardized uh and i'll help you edit it uh and all i and then you'll still get the money i will just get the convention profits. I'll just, whatever I can print and sell at a convention, that's what I'll get paid. Um, and he agreed. And so we, we made it part of it. So one thing about supplements is very nice that I will look for in the future is if I'm going to hire a writer for it, I don't want to have to teach them the game. Like <laughs> it is nice if they are already familiar with what the game is about beyond yeah. just the mechanics. Like right. what is the yeah, game? I can't, I can't imagine trying to write a supplement like that without intimately knowing. Yeah. Like, well, it's also all going to work and, and right. play out. So. Um, and Red Markets is like like a complete game. It's not in playtesting. It's not in yeah. beta. Uh, it's not being changed. Um, that was yeah. I've actually had the opposite experience of writing for a game that was not yet done. And so like mm-hmm. uh, by the time I started writing, by the time I finished, game terms had changed. So uh, yeah. I was talking about Upwind. Uh, but yeah, that that's certainly uh, nice to have that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like if I had to give actionable advice it's ain't nobody got time to teach somebody how to do the game mm-hmm. and have them write for it so yeah um but yeah that was basically it uh sean you had a bunch of great stuff in there I, i've seen you gm red markets you're very skilled um but a lot of it was like if sean came in this box he could run this game for you quite well i, I don't know what you're gonna do with the current <laughs> notes uh and so we just had to get that up to uh snuff that sean can't be in the box with it yeah uh, and then it was good to go yeah, yeah. Was, sean do you want to talk an easy job yeah uh do you want to talk about that um like you just started this out as like a red markets fan and you were like uh what what in- motivated you to write uh basically it was uh i've, I've wanted to write a supplement for a role-playing game for a long time uh, i've never either found one that i was i, I liked what i did for it you know or like it, i I've probably got you know a couple hundred thousand words worth of stuff that I've just trashed over the years. Yeah. Uh-huh. You look at it, you're like, no, this was a terrible <laughs> idea, and you, you throw it away. Um, the deal with Elevation specifically was uh, the setting and the job line both. Uh, I, I live next to where that's all set up and what that whole deal's about. I don't want to like give mm-hmm. the details of the job you can line. Give the details. It. Of, yeah, it's right. fine. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, it takes place on giant green elevators and I li- like, I can see them from the back of my house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that would make an awesome story. And I kind of set out more to write it as just, uh, like maybe a, a deal to run for the 10 K lakes. Um, cause I think there's a, a very early draft of it, of the, the individual jobs in that job line, uh, in the 10 K lakes jobs folder somewhere on Google drive. Yeah. Um, and decided if I'm going to, you know, go through the effort of doing all that, may as well make it a whole thing. And then in the process of doing the 10K Lakes, uh, Matt Camp and I got to talking about uh, a sled, like <laughs> to, to increase your haul as a taker in Red Markets. Like how, how that's not a, like everybody should be pulling a sled behind them uh, so they can take more crap back and, yeah. and make profit. <clears throat> uh, and that's what inspired like Veblen Goods. Uh, we decided if we we're going to make an actual deal of, of gear, 
like we wanted to have like the sled that was useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to make it thematic to red markets, like it obviously needs to be full of stuff that's way too expensive, <laughs> way too fancy, or just it makes no sense that you would try to use it in the first place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite uh, uh, things in it is the laser, which is game in game mechanics inferior to just a normal rifle yet way more expensive I tried to cut mm-hmm. it so many times yeah we had a lot of arguments <laughs> there's, over there's, the laser rifle there's a couple of things kid was like dude no there's this no no and we're like but really like it's horrible like, it needs to be here <laughs> yeah. we did cut pocket sand i'm like why <laughs> all right yeah when why it's would meme. you why would you pay upkeep on sand like yeah <laughs> like i can understand that when you get when you get to the meme level yeah like yeah. Well, uh, originally though we were like we we were convinced like caleb's not going to want to touch this with a 10-foot pole he's going to be like pat us on the head and be like that's you guys are cute really just go go on and play over there in the corner now so like you know including the pocket sand was just you know fun for us to do and then Mm -hmm. when caleb was like no i'm interested in like let's let's make this like a real thing we're like uh okay so now we're kind of embarrassed by the memes that we put in here Uh, (laughs) did caleb cut all of them out did some of them? I mean, the laser rifle still the in there. Laser rifle still in there. The pocket sand got cut. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure where along the lines um, the the fireworks had the Katy Perry. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember how it goes, yeah. but it was like the, a line from the Katy Perry song, yeah. like in the description for it, and it didn't it didn't make it. I don't know. Like nobody <laughs> mentioned it, but somewhere along the lines, that got fixed. So I'm a little sad about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, you have to talk to your editor about that one. <laughs> Uh, did you did you catch it? And change it? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Like everything else that he changed, he brought up, but that one he just like, he's like, no, like, yeah. I'm not gonna let him argue about that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You guys know the game and you know the premise of it, and then it was really just getting it um, to to the the standardized with the other stuff we've already done. So like. Yeah, the the gear was good. Uh, none of it was really game breaking. Like we we changed some stuff that didn't really work in play testing or didn't really work in description. But that was that was not a difficult part. But like if I was rewriting every piece of gear, it would have been like pat you on the head, you know, go forth. But I, I wasn't doing that. It was very much like, all right, this is indexed wrong to Helen back. So we gotta. <laughs> We gotta tame this shit. Like yeah. we gotta put this in a rational technical writing order. And with elevation, it was like, all right, you've described that they need to overcome this encounter, but like, what do they do if they don't have an idea? Like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So we had to add some things and reformat. But it was not, it was not a complete. Well, here's what Red Markets is about, which is what mm-hmm. I, I hear a lot of people have struggles with with new supplement writers because you know, you're just brought on board. Because you get hired for a thing, and then you don't understand sure. the premise mm-hmm. of the game. So yeah. there was none of that. Like it was just, yeah, we got to tame it, tech writing style, and that's pretty easy. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the main thing because, like, I was currently trying to get Trabaja out the door. I was, I'm working on Doctor Witch Doctor still. I'm freelancing for Delta Green. When you contacted me, I did not want <laughs> more on my plate, but I also <laughs> didn't want you guys to like go out there and do this when it could be, you know, a much higher level publication. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I went forward with it, you know, because I, I didn't think it was going to be as much work as I was afraid it was going to be, and it wasn't. It was it, it worked out pretty well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so what kind of playtesting uh, was involved uh, in it? Because I know um, like Jason, uh, RPPR's Jason uh, worked uh, ran some games using that gear. Yeah. Um, what, what else was involved with that? 
Uh, well, you playtested most of Elevation at Gen Con in 2018, didn't you? Uh, I did some yeah. with a, a group at home, and then I, I managed to get like I didn't set out at Gen Con to mm-hmm. like playtest just my stuff. Yeah, but I always had one of the jobs on offer. Yeah, uh, and so I got a couple of them tested there. Um, most of Elevation was though was done like a couple times for each job with my home my home mm-hmm. uh, group. Um, most of the stuff for Veblen Goods was actually just paid really close attention to other stuff that already existed that was similar mm-hmm. uh, and just made sure that we weren't making anything that was really better. Yeah. Like if you could look at it, uh, look at it, something in, in Veblen goods that was objectively better than another thing, uh, which there are things like that, but we, we made sure like that it, thing, that, it those, has to be different besides just being yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. And then like the, the upkeep cost for it is going to be like astronomical Ooh. comparatively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if it is something that is actually better then you're going to be paying significant prices for mm-hmm. it. Uh, so there wasn't like we didn't have a lot of opportunity to really play test thoroughly with all the stuff that we put in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the the exo suit, mm-hmm. you know uh, the, the Aaron suit um, <laughs> that got play tested a little bit. Um, yeah, because Aaron actually uh, in Jason's game is using. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Well, I'm talking. I'm talking yeah. stuff that that I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I I don't know. I don't remember if Matt got much play testing done on that stuff or not. Okay. So you didn't but, get any notes from Jason, or this is all. I, I no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah Jason did uh, a lot of play testing okay, for yeah. stuff like that. All right. Um, and you know, so he helped me find stuff like redundancy in the shotguns and yeah. you know things like that. We ended up cutting, um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, we play tested the gear more extensively than I did elevation because I know you'd run elevation before. And also one of the benefits of writing for red markets is that it is inherently unfair. (laughs) (laughs) So like, there's no such thing as like, we need to make sure this is a balanced encounter because like it's, it's red markets. You don't give a shit if it's balanced. Like, you know, that's why you are being paid shit wages to go out and die like uh so yeah there's a lot it's a lot easier to get as long as it's mainly about for me making sure the story works and connects Mm -hmm. especially in a job line into a a, a thematic hole and making sure that the the choice points are clear and delineated um but yeah in terms of play testing the scenarios I, i they ran them and people enjoyed them and i heard from those people at gen con so that was good enough for me, but it's not like you need to make sure, oh, we need one less goblin in this mm-hmm. encounter yeah. or anything like yeah. that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause red markets is not meant to be like balanced, like, uh, like certain editions of various popular role-playing games. Yeah. No, yeah. it's meant to be inherently <laughs> unfair in both directions. And so yeah. it evens out, Like yeah. you can do some spammy bullshit as mm-hmm. a taker, like to, Stand atop this building with a bunch of ammo and kill this <laughs> horde of zombies. Like that's fine. It's not very fair for the zombies, but they're dumb. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. the market can do some inherently unfair mm-hmm. bullshit to you. So yeah, it, it's. Uh, I'm not saying the elevation jobs are like that, but I wasn't very concerned <laughs> yeah. about them because you know I've written some jobs that are worse than anything in elevation mm-hmm. just yeah. for horrible nonsense happening to you without warning like like baboons yeah, yeah like baboons yeah. oh the baboon yeah. job yeah. uh yeah interesting um how long do you think it took you to write uh which one did you write first uh elevation Eleva- yeah, elevation, elevation. I, I wrote that one almost entirely before i ever even talked to matt about doing veblen goods uh but it was one of those like a couple hours at a time here and there when i had time kind of mm-hmm. things so i don't even begin to guess like uh, a few months, maybe. I would say probably somewhere around like six months. Six months, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, worth of just you know here and there when I had the had the time and opportunity to work on it, mm-hmm. uh, and then when I got it, 
uh, back from Caleb when he you know, when he first took a look at it and it came back you know covered in covered in red. <laughs> uh, I think it was another two months probably of me really trying to make sure like I put a few hours every week for sure into mm-hmm. into either the revision stuff that he suggested or the, the corrections that he was like, no, these, this part over here is really not like, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? I mean, that was your first time really dealing with an editor, I suppose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was actually, um, it was actually really nice. Like, uh, there was a lot of, uh, like, I think it was like too close to it mm-hmm. on my part to see, oh, like, sure. like, see the problems. And Caleb's like, okay, so like I get this thing that you're doing, but this part of it is absolutely like it's that it's not going to work, and here's why. And I was like, well, that's okay. Now that somebody's pointed it out to me, like that's painfully obvious. Yeah, that's that needs fixed or reworked, and uh, it definitely made everything much much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you also had with. you also had gyms in there. You were just leaving covered and stuff. Like I, I remember the first job. You're like. How'd they figure out about that? I don't know. Maybe there was a betrayer. Moving on. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> like, that's, that's the plot. That's like, the, that's, that's the, the whole, whole thing. thing. Yeah. Like, figure out who that is. Like, yeah. that's yeah. the that's the campaign part. That was, that uh, was one, of the, one of the big yeah. ones. Like, when, when Caleb was like, no, really, that's like the whole point of everything else of this. And I was like, no, okay. Yeah. Obviously, yes, it is. Now that I'm looking at it with that aspect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everything at, else at some point, like now. this, at some point, this high tech group of guys just happened to encounter you in the middle of the wasteland on a railroad on your secret mission. And yeah. I'm like, how the fuck did they know you were there? Like, <laughs> figure that out. Like, yeah. yeah. So, and it was, I think it's much cooler as a mm-hmm. result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I was, I was running on the, like, like nothing stays like secret. Yeah. Like, the word always gets out of stuff. And I was like, oh, so, you know, stuff would there's happen. an informant there's and a then, spy yeah. and then and then he's like but it obviously that's what it's about and i'm like well yeah now that you actually say that to me obviously that's what this whole thing was about shit yeah cool so, uh so it wasn't like uh so the criticism criticism editorial process wasn't like too intense for you or anything like no, that yeah no, no, no. yeah okay. and you take criticism well so yeah yeah um, because that's a problem a lot of new writers are afraid of or sort of like uh, anxious about is that whole getting back the page that's all marked up in red. Uh, yeah, well, but yeah, like we we talked about last night. Like my my job means I write stuff that's not good. Yeah. narrative prose <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah, technical uh, writing, very yeah. specific technical. Yeah, very writing. specific technical writing. Uh, so I I had no illusions that uh, what I was writing and how I was writing it was not uh, the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I was, I was going to get, <laughs> there was going to be feedback. <laughs> well, I mean, there's also shit related to writing RPGs that is like so specific to RPGs that like, yeah. uh, like I can't, I remember the first time Greg Stolze sent me this handout he would give to people writing RPGs as this one page thing. It's like, there's no such thing as future tense. It was all about how while you're writing that because you're trying to talk about the game, it's utterly useless to use will like they will do this, they will do mm-hmm. that, they could do. It's utterly use. It's utterly useless to do the conditional in the future tense when you can just write in the present tense and it makes stronger prose. And like he's, I, I sent him Bryson Springs first draft and he sent me that and I was like, oh shit, I have to cut two thousand words out of this. <laughs> uh, and like, yeah, but like, I don't think about that when I'm like writing fiction or anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this weirdly specific RPG thing. Like, so yeah, that yeah, that's just something you always run into the first time you write something for a supplement is yeah. yeah. Your, uh, your template that you sent me for the, for the, the supplement outline or whatever that template deal helped me immensely. Cause like I had uh, Le Cabousier when it got released is just like the draft document. Yeah. 
that I loosely followed, like to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't have like, you know, I didn't go in and like check your word counts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about word counts. Uh, I was just like, you know, this is the kind of stuff he had in this part. So let's put some stuff like that in there and kind of loosely break it down the same way. And then yeah. you actually sent me the deal and I like, had the breakdowns of, you know, you need to have this many words and this is what specifically needs to include. I was like, well, this makes much more sense as far as what I'm doing. So yeah. And, and again, I was tremendous. copying templates that uh, Eclipse Phase guys sent me years yeah. ago and yeah. they were copying stuff that Shadowrun guys sent them. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's that's again, that's that whole like fill in the blank outline format is a very specific uh, RPG yeah. supplement thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and part of that, of course, is uh, not a the reason why word counts are so important because in RPG writing, the layout matters because it's, you know, a technical document and the layout helps inform the the reader about what to what's the important text here, what's the mm-hmm. less important like how it's organized and so you need like this subheader needs to be you know this this part needs to be you know 100 words or so so we can fit it in this section on this page and so we can get all this information on two pages so it's all one spread uh because if there's a paragraph on the next page people that's really important you know the the last paragraph of this whole section uh if it's on the next page people are going to miss that they're Mm -hmm. not all going to flip and read carefully so like uh, yeah, there is sort of this sort of a uh, uh, information uh, organization that's really important, and that's sort of boiled down in the template. Um, yeah, and, and with POD, without doing an offset run, like it, we don't have to be as strict at word count. Like we just had to make sure it was under forty pages. So like, yeah. it's not like I held you hard and fast to that yeah, template. Yeah. And God be it for me to bitch about someone's word count. I'm terrible. <laughs> Um, but it's good to have because, like, if it goes longer, you can be like, "Well, this went longer because," mm-hmm. or if it goes shorter, like this went shorter, right? Because it's yeah. good to have a rationale mm-hmm. for why you're doing it. Because if you can't come up with it, maybe it should just right. be that word count. But if yeah. you, yeah, but if, <clears throat> the template also like creates relationships between each part of the text. Like mm-hmm. this, this intro thing is this long, but the main body is this long, so you can fit it all within a certain mm-hmm. amount of uh, content. Um, and that's quite important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and certainly when you're talking about like working, writing on elevation between like just having the book and then actually having the template as reference, that's like for me, when I wrote best pack practices, there wasn't any template or anything like that. And I think, uh, I have an outline, but I didn't give you word counts. Yeah. Um, and the difference between that and writing for Trapaho, where you had a very detailed template, uh, made a lot of difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I remember when I sent you best practices, you're like, why, why'd you do this? Why'd you? call just refer to the enemies as raiders all the goddamn time and like all this other shit you know like um like well okay you know <laughs> uh, just all right fair enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't know I, I don't know what i'm doing yeah fair I'm, enough. i'm just a writer mm-hmm. um so um but yeah, uh, I mean, you were thinking about that. I mean, that was, yeah, like you said earlier, LeCoubre-CA was basically like, oh, I need to write this so I can have it create a template for well, other people. All, well, it's, all, it's also harder to do the template for the setting only yeah. stuff because like, that's just fiction writing. Like yeah. The headers are just there because to make it consistent with the rules part, like uh, otherwise it could just be a novel. Like, um, So yeah, yeah, it, but with... with a uh, adventure you really want a unique house style uh, that goes across if you can because it's yeah. going to make it a more parsable text for people that buy your supplements so yeah I mean, i'm glad that elevation is a job line which is something we don't have but i'm also glad it's not impossible to parse mm-hmm. for someone that has mm-hmm. already read uh le Cabousier and trabajo mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, same thing for the gear list. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad we have a gear list, but I'm glad it's like in alphabetical order by type with an index. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and certainly, uh, uh, the style of your adventure really matters. Certainly so, some games like a, you know, investigative one really need a very strong template, very strong style. So people can like, Oh, where the fuck are the clues? And mm-hmm. how are they going to figure that out? Uh, I've always admired the, uh, trail of Cthulhu, uh, style. Cause they always put the spine of the adventure first and like, mm-hmm. uh, then they get down in the weeds, uh, with specific things. Um, just as kind of another example, if you're looking at, uh, good adventure templates, um, for all you other RPG publishers or writers out there. Um, and it also helps that yeah. uh, Red Marcus jobs are already templated. Like yeah. they already have like seven distinct parts. And then yeah. when you're writing an enclave supplement, you're only really dealing with three to four of those distinct parts. Cause you've already dealt with the other parts mm-hmm. late earlier in the text. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, it sounds like your experience has been very positive so far uh, writing for Red Marcus. Do you think you'll do more of that in the future? Yeah, uh, I'm actually working with uh, Adam and Laura Briskin Limehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are of technical difficulties. Of technical difficulties. Yeah. Name. Yes. Shout uh, out to Tech, tech Diff. <laughs> uh, also, also uh, Laura for the the wonderful pre-editing before I sent stuff to Caleb, mm-hmm. uh, so that Caleb didn't just absolutely go like, "This is horseshit." Why did he <laughs> like? Who is this? It was, who is this schmuck? I've read much worse prose. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're gonna try to make uh, a couple of uh, like setting agnostic, not setting agnostic, but the enclave agnostic mm-hmm. uh, job books. Uh, oh, more job lines. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what we're looking at doing right now is like, like independent jobs, like a in- job you can throw into your own home and yeah. Okay. So yeah. we're, we're, we're doing right now is we've got, uh, like two or three just jobs and then mm-hmm. in a short, like two or three job job line. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Per book. Yeah. Cool. It's cool. not dependent on the, the enclave or mm-hmm. setting or whatever. Nice. So. That's cool. Um, yeah, I know like eclipse phase, for example, uh, started doing these things called nano ops, mm-hmm. which are like two to four page, two or four page, uh, adventures. They're very tight word, like maybe 2000 words. And it's like, here's a weird shit. Here's a weird thing happening. Or here's a bad thing about to happen. Go stop it. You know? Yeah. Um, and they're very concise and they're very evocative of the setting. So um, that's really cool. Um, I could also see like a future supplement like jobs from the recession, just like all the clients are like uh, people that are online and they mm-hmm. all want you to do weird shit. So like um, you could easily work them into any enclave. But yeah, um, I like that. Um, uh, what about you in terms of future red market supplements? Uh, I believe Jason is pretty much done playtesting the war rules that yeah. we didn't quite get to finish with uh, Deception Pass. Um, I think they already work for casualties and the vectors, like, mm-hmm. uh, but we're having standing up human components was where I fell off. So uh, I'm looking over the stuff and listening to the playthroughs that they have done because he's done basically a whole war campaign yeah. campaign uh, and recorded it. So. I'm listening to that. We're going to go over that. And then uh, I think I'm going to have Jason hired out to write those war rules for uh, those fill out. And then that'll be uh, that'll be the main thing because the art for that is going to be very expensive just by the scale. Oh, sure. Like yeah. If you're trying to talk about large scale conflicts, you need to pick large scale conflicts. And those are expensive. Pictures. Actually, it could be very cheap. Just just remember three words. Fog of war. <laughs> All very foggy. They can't see. There's just smoke everywhere. We reuse a couple of art assets to fill <laughs> fill the blanks in supplements, but I I do pride myself on the majority of the art for every supplement being original to that supplement. So yeah. 
Uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's original art. It's just very foggy. I know. And I can also like find a Creative Commons photo and run it through a filter and call it a Pelgrane book. But I'm not going to do that. Uh, I would like to depict an artist wow. to do something. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to go with Far West. Uh, hey, hey, man, they make more money than me. And that's why. <laughs> One of the many reasons. But uh, yeah. I, I, I like the art. and. Yeah. yeah. So uh, probably working with Jason to get war off the mm-hmm. ground because um, the Enclave supplements are cool and I, people like them, but like Elevation is our first job line and uh, Veblen are by far our best selling supplements we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, part of that is because I'm not giving away free for the Kickstarter, but I mean, even when you adjust for that, they're still hands down above everything else it's because people like stuff added to the game. So I yeah. think war will be. Uh, good along with once we get the setting uh, mm-hmm. your best practices out and then Laura is currently working on carrying economy um, those will probably be after that but the the war rules are probably the thing I work on next yeah oh cool um, so I guess we should also talk about like lessons learned uh, now that you've gone through this process of both collaborating uh, and you know publishing books for a game line um, I mean, we'll start with Sean. Like, what what have you learned? Like, what are you going to do for your next supplement that you didn't do for uh, Elevation and Veblen? Um, I think for the stuff I'm going to do moving forward is uh, just be more confident in like I've got an idea that I think is good. Mm-hmm. Just just do it, write mm-hmm. it out, send it off. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I don't know how many hours I've wasted over my life so far of stuff like I've put hours of work into something. I'm like. Nobody's going to like this. Nobody's going to want to read that. Oh, yeah. And tossed it. That you then self-edit away. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And it's, it's, you know, so all the future rejection is going to be Caleb's fault because he was so (laughs) nice this first go around that, uh, uh, that's, I mean, that's the big deal. Uh, Also, and, um, you know, don't be afraid of putting in a a full page sidebar. Mm -hmm. Because I got away with that one. I'm not sure how. <laughs> I've seen other games do that. Like, that's not even that unusual for RPGs. Like. Yeah, I do that still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will never forget Simeon screaming at me in an all caps email when I was writing <laughs> uh, No Soul Left Behind. It's like, it's not a sidebar. It's three pages, Stokes. It's just pages. <laughs> okay, three pages is a little much. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, eh, yeah. I guess. Like, it, it, Have fun. Yeah. That sounds like a layout problem, not a writer problem. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look like it was going to be a full page in, yeah. the, in the document when I submitted it. Yeah. Uh, after we got out of the layout, it was a full mm-hmm. page. I was like, oh, wow, that's... It's fine. That okay. happens. I did yeah. the thing. <laughs> I've seen two-page sidebars. Yeah. Whose yeah. uh, face has a couple of those. But. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but those are one spread. And so like, yeah. they're, they're, yeah. it's, they're, they're doing this whole two, two-page spread thing where everything's... Con- everything, like this topic is covered on these two pages. And then they, yeah. each each spread is a different topic, uh, essentially. It's very cool. Um, uh, I think, are there any other games you're thinking about writing for? Uh, I would like to do something for like Delta Green or Call of Cthulhu. I've mm-hmm. got some ideas on those that I'd, I need to like force myself to sit down and actually yeah. flush those uh, out. Yeah. If you, I mean, Delta green's editorial process is a little more, uh, rigorous, uh, rigorous. There we go. That's a good <laughs> word for it. Uh, then, uh, red markets. Um, you know, one thing also you might want to consider, uh, RPG, this is the golden age of self publishing. So right, if there's yeah. a game you want to write for, uh, you could, li- um, I know call Cthulhu has their own sort of DMs guild equivalent where you can just self publish their stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and they take a big cut of it, or you could publish it systemless, um, like mm-hmm. Bryson Springs, no security. Uh, cause that's the main thing with investigative horror is that it's, you know, the story. So you yeah, don't, yeah. stats are easy to do. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I would highly recommend thinking about doing that. Yeah. Um, 
Stygie and Fox and other companies have done really well by just pu- self-publishing scenarios um, without even... Uh, well, I think Stygie does get a license from Chaosium, but um, it's, it's... Well, ArcGene's even doing the... D and D stuff. Now. Yeah, and that's and that they're fifth ed compatible. They're not going through the DMs guild, so they're oh. not the. You can just publish fifth ed D and D stuff without yeah. anybody's permission. You well, can just I was trying to do it. I yeah. was fully prepared and like geared up. Like I had already had Cat uh, and Kyle Cardi lined up to do layout for Elevation and for Veblen Goods mm-hmm. before we got Caleb on board. Yeah, because uh, I actually had to email uh, Kyle and be like, "Hey, what, uh, I know we just said we were like going to start this like tomorrow, but uh, Caleb said he might wa- want to get involved." So, um. Sorry, yeah. sorry to ruin your. your he got plans. the same hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, sorry to mess up your schedule, but we might need to change this up a little bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. We were Matt, Matt and I were completely ready to go. Just publish yeah. it and hope for the best. So yeah, um, I still think it would have done well. Uh, yeah, I just yeah wanted to take credit for your work. <laughs> yeah, there should be a red mark. It looks yeah. it looks it looks so much better. Like we were going to try to do it for like a thousand bucks. Like what artwork we were going to do and the layout and editing and all that stuff for like a thousand for both books. Yeah. That's uh, a, that's a cover and about half the layout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that was like, that was the goal that I was trying to get to. So yeah. that my wife didn't uh, come after me for spending. For a thousand, yeah. For that, you could get, uh, uh, all the Adobe programs and do it yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it was, I was, I was looking into that option. Like, yeah. But, uh yeah, InDesign like uh, if you can get a template for someone, actually uh, copying and pasting the template is it's not the best solution, but it's it depends on how much time you have. Yeah. So it's certainly doable. Yeah. No, um, when, when Caleb when Caleb emailed me back and was like, not only am I willing to like say like yes, well, I'll work with you on this thing, but I'll start paying for like actual artwork and like full layout. And I was like, Haha. <laughs> I, I may have, I may have gone home and done sucker. A happy dance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So Caleb, what lessons have you learned? Um, yeah, I, I mean, forward, yeah. uh, it's, it's really nice to delegate work. It's, it's not really, <laughs> it's not really a lesson so much as a thing I knew, but it wasn't really, uh, working out to the degree I was hoping. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a point when I finished red markets where my goal was to not write red markets anymore, but to publish red markets. And I, I'm there now and we were doing the supplement kind of thing, but, uh, I, I look forward to the day where I'm under the, out of the stretch goal fulfillment hell and it can just be like got a cool idea all right i like that one i'll work on publishing it here's rates like that's sure mm-hmm. and i can do the editing because like that with my job that is about the one level of rpg thing i can do that doesn't suffer mm-hmm. like when i'm teaching like when, sure. I'm, when i'm writing or freelancing or play testing uh or even podcasting all of that becomes harder when i teach but if it's the editing stuff is like, that's just another paper to grade. Like, you know, like I, I can do that in between classes and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, write emails, which I do 80 times a day anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I thought that would be a good model and it, it was, and I, I look forward to repeating it, mm-hmm. uh, the further we get away from, uh, fulfillment hell. So, <laughs> uh, someday, some, someday, someday yeah. out there. Um, <laughs> just a uh, final, uh, thing for me, uh, question, I guess. Um, are there any dream supplements for red markets that uh, no one's pitched yet that you're, they're like, Ooh, that'd be super cool. Or are there any topics that you just haven't, you just, you know, daydreamed about? Uh, I'd, I'd like, I'd, I mean, I'd like to see something set in a, a free parking. So mm-hmm. it's not in the recession, but how do you play? Mm-hmm. How do you play? You know, a person in the recession, like with core and texture and stuff like that. So, okay, like, yeah, like a crime supplement for people who are still in surviving nation states. Um, uh, 
I really like Deception Pass as a job line. I, you know, as a campaign book, like, yeah, that's a dream of like having a, you know, it's quasi state. You know, you're colonized by a settlement, but you're still used to running things yourselves as mm-hmm. an enclave and sort of like political tensions on top of the economic tensions. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's tons of ideas. Just, just not enough me sure to go around All so right. yeah. well i'm just throwing that out there so people listening to this podcast may be like oh yeah uh, pitch that in the future mm-hmm. so uh cool uh any final thoughts for anybody um yeah. uh, the only one i've got is i still want to just say thanks to caleb for giving me the, oh. the the time of day to actually read my stuff and be like it's not horrible thanks for <laughs> thanks for writing for my game yeah. that's really cool uh so sean if people want to see your stuff on the internet or do, is there anything you want to plug twitter handle or site website or anything like that um i have a twitter i don't remember what my twitter handle is all right i, I don't use it but very rarely fair uh, enough <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh and then i i guessed on the uh, the role-playing exchange Oh, okay, yeah, we'll on, talk about the yeah role playing on exchange. occasion mm-hmm. um, when I have the when I have the free time and I'm not busy working. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, there's um, elevation and Feblin goods for yeah. sale. Drive uh, to yeah. RPG. <laughs> um, yeah. Buy your book. Yeah, buy my book. I can buy. actually say that. Like, yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? It does. Yeah. Caleb, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm off the grid. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, as yeah, we are out in a cabin in the middle of the world. Uh, <laughs> this will th- never be posted. This will be posted after the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, I was promised these microphones were off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, and I'm at Ross Payton on Twitter, uh, and I also have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash rppr check that out uh anyways uh we'll talk to you all next time bye i'll show you a new heart put you together again with my needle